God is good, amen? amen? I can honestly say this before you this morning. There is no other place I'd rather be than right here and right now. I don't care that there's a basketball game going on today. You know, luckily the Lord dealt with me after Brett Favre retired on that stuff, amen? <laughs> God is good. There's no other place I'd rather be. Setting our minds on things that are above. Looking unto eternity. You know, there's only so many chances, so many opportunities and times we get to come together on this side of heaven. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. I will have you stand with me in the honor and the reading of the Word of God. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 26. I'm going to read 1 through 6 and then 12 through 25. Genesis chapter 26 and verse 1 says, There was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in, the la- in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the name which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Esek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled with, then they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Setna. And he, and he moved there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Then he went up, then he went up from there to Beersheba. Then he went up from there to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared to him that same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And pitched his tent there, and, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and we love you. We thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness.
Lord, today we just long for, for You, Lord. That, that song we sang earlier that says, The Heart of a Father. Lord, we ask You this morning, consume this house. Consume us with Your heart, with Yourself, Lord. Just give us of Yourself, Lord. Minister and move on hearts this morning. Prepare the soil. I ask You if there be lost in this place, today's the day of salvation. Draw them to Yourself. Open eyes of the blind. Set prisoners free. Encourage the Christian and the saint, Lord. Draw us near to You, Lord. Lord, I just ask for Your unction and Your power. May I preach Your Word clearly and boldly as I ought to with Your strength and Your might, God. Lord, we love You. Have Your way in this place. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. So we see, this is actually, if you kind of want to know some of the storyline, Isaac, he actually has his sons, Jacob and Esau, um, and they're, they're with him. I, I read in a commentary uh, that Isaac had actually, when he went down to Gerar, had dwelt in that land for a few years. But we see Isaac dwelling in the promised land. He's in the promised land where God called him to be. He's in the promised land and there's a famine. And as soon as there's a famine, where does he go? He's heading right down to Egypt. Gerar is about halfway between the promised land and Egypt, but there's a famine in the land, and he heads down to Egypt. We, we know in the Bible, Egypt always represents the world. You know, far too often as Christians, we're in the place where God has called us to be, and a famine comes along, and we just up and head down to Egypt. We just up and head down, we go back to the world. Friend, can I tell you this morning, every time that there's a problem, every time that there's a storm, every time that a battle comes along, every time that there's a giant, every time there's a wall that needs to fall, every time there's a famine, God doesn't want us to up and go back to Egypt. He doesn't want us to get up every time there's a little bitty famine and head back down to the world. Can I tell you, God wants us to trust in Him. He wants us to be faithful. The land is a promised land. It's a land of promise. It's a a land of God's presence. It's a place where His glory dwells. It's a place of victory. You know, Jesus said, listen, in this world you'll have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Listen, there is a fight sometimes. There's battles to be conquered. There's going to be famines even in the promised land. But God's promised you, child, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Can I tell you this morning, dwell in the land. Don't up and run down to Egypt every time a problem, every time a famine and a battle comes along. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 37, verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Verse 18, The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Did you hear what our our promise, did you hear what the Word of God said this morning? Dwell in the land. Listen, there is times where it's going to get tough. There is times where it's going to get hard. There is times where the famine comes. Can I tell you this morning, trust in God. Dwell in the land this morning. Don't up and leave. Don't up and run back to the world. Dwell in the land. Trust in Him this morning. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. You know, I love that. In the end of verse 13, there's one sentence. The end of verse 13 says, The Lord, the fountain of living waters. 
the Lord, the fountain of living waters. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Did you hear that, church? Did you hear that, child of God? Will you grab that for me? The man or the woman, thank you, Chris. The man or the woman that trusts in God. Blessed is the man. He shall be like a tree whose roots are planted by the rivers of the water. Did you hear that? They won't be anxious when the heat comes. They won't be anxious in time of drought. Can I tell you, God doesn't want you to fear. He says so many times in His Word, do not fear. Do not be afraid. I'm with you, child of God. Don't be anxious when the famine comes, when the heat comes, when the storm comes. Trust in Him. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. His roots will be planted. It'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of the waters. I don't know about you this morning, but I want to be like that tree. I want to be like that tree whose roots just grow deeper and deeper and are constantly seeking the Father, constantly seeking the Lord, the Lord of the waters. Amen? Drawing into Him. I want His life. We, we, we must abide in Him. He is the vine. We are the branches. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. God wants you to abide in Him, to seek Him. He, listen, church, He wants you to rest in Him, to trust in Him, even when those times come. Amen? So we see Isaac's in the promised land and he starts heading down to Egypt. He stops in Gerar. And that's where God tells him, hey, don't go down to Egypt. I was going to use a map this morning, but I decided to use my hands instead because if you haven't noticed, I talk with my hands quite often. Okay? So follow along with me. It's going to be really easy, I promise. Right here is the Red Sea, okay? This is Egypt. This is the promised land right here. You got that? Promised land, Egypt. Gerar is right here on the doorstep. Gerar is right on, I'm talking about on the front porch of the promised land. In fact, I was even contemplating when I looked at a map. It actually looks like it's just barely in. I'm talking about like a half step in. I mean, it is like in the promised land. It's like right on the borderline, okay? So, Isaac is in the promised land. He goes down and he's halfway between where God wants him and the world. And the Bible says in verse 6, after God spoke to him, after God reiterated the promise, it says in verse 6, so Isaac dwelt in Gerar. A commentary I read said that he was there a few years. I want you to notice something. When Isaac was in Gerar, We never read of him calling on the Lord or God speaking to him again until when? Till verse 23. Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night. And then in verse 25, so he built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. We don't hear of Isaac calling on the name of the Lord or God speaking to Isaac again until he left Gerar. When he left, he went to Beersheba. You know where Beersheba is? Remember, here's Egypt. Here's the promised land. Beersheba is the direct opposite, the opposite way of Egypt. Beersheba is the very direct opposite way of Beersheba. uh, uh, Beersheba is the direct opposite way of Egypt. It's straight back into the promised land, the opposite way. 
Many of you this morning are like Isaac. You've been saved. You know He's your Father and He's your Lord. But you're halfway between the promised land where God wants you and the world. Notice what Isaac had when he was in Gerar. His possessions were blessed. He was taken care of. A lot of us are blessed and taken care of. You know what Isaac did not have in Gerar? He didn't have God's presence. He didn't have God's presence. Materialistically, yeah, he was, he was taken care of. He never called on the Lord. He never had the presence of God until he up and went out of that place and ran to Beersheba. Can I tell you this morning, get up and get out of Gerar. God doesn't want you living halfway between the promised land and the world. God doesn't want you living on the doorstep of the promised land. I don't know about you. I don't want to be on the front porch of the promised land. I want to go where He's called me to be. I want to be as far and as deep in God's house as I can be. Child of God, can I tell you this morning, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. He has more in store for you than for you just to be sitting down on your salvation being taken care of in the land of Gerar. You know what's interesting about the land of Gerar? The Philistines dwelled there. Isn't that incredible that the enemy dwells right there on the borderline? It's interesting to me. I don't know about you. I don't want to dwell on the borderline. I want to be in the land. Amen. I want to go deep into the promised land. Some of us need to get up this morning and run to Beersheba. I want the presence of God. Amen. You know, and I was reading about this, thinking about taking the promised land. I started thinking about the ten spies. You know, what was really the difference between the ten spies and the two spies? They were about to go into the promised land. We have Joshua and Caleb. And they, they all went and spied out the land. And, and they said, yes, it is a good land. But what did the ten come back and say? It's everything that God said it was. But we can't take it. And Joshua and Caleb, what did they say? They said, we can take the land. You know, there's really not a doubt in my mind that the ten spies, they, I don't believe that they would have said, oh, God can't. You know what I believe that their heart was? God can, but He won't. Do you that this morning? Those that don't enter and take the promised land, it's not that they say God can't. Generally speaking, they say God won't. Friend, God wants us to live and to walk by faith and trust in Him. You know, a lot of, uh, many of us walk in circles in the wilderness. We walk in the circles in wilderness. We've got the manna. We've got the bread. We've got the water. Our sandals hadn't wore out. Material possessions were taken care of. But we don't have God's presence. You, you see others in the promised land. You say, man, I just can't make it there. I just can't go there. Can I tell you on the authority of God's Word? Yes, you can. You can take the promised land. And listen, it's not that Joshua and Caleb looked at themselves and said, oh, we're good enough. You know what they did? They looked unto Jesus. They looked to the Lord and said, not only can He, but He will. I'm telling you, God's looking for people who will look to Him, who will trust in Him, who will dwell in the land and say, God, I believe You. Not only can You, but You will. In Joshua chapter 1, 
God gave us His promises. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, verse 5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Listen, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I underlined, I highlighted in my Bible those two words, then. You see, he says, then. You see, the promises of God, the, the promises of God were contingent. They were contingent upon what you choose to do. It's not that the works give you victory. It's that you trust in Him. It's that you have faith in Him. It's that you believe in God. Friend, we have got to, he says in this verse, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. He talks about seeking my face, reading God's Word, knowing it. Then you'll have good success. Then you'll have good success. Then your way will be prosperous. When? When we trust in Him. When we're seeking the face of God. When you're meditating on Him. When you're crying out to Him. Let me ask you this this morning. When's the last time you had God's presence? When's the last time you saw it? I'm not talking about to get something, to get ahead for a job or for something to be done. I'm asking you this this morning, church. When's the last time you wanted God? When's the last time you wanted Him? That you sought for Him? That your roots, that you went deeper and deeper until you said, God, I won't give up until I have you. You are my prize. You are my reward. Not to do something or to get something, but God, I want you. You see, the land of promise is a land of victory. And those that choose to take the promised land, which is God's will for your life, His purpose to dwell with, with His presence and His promises to dwell, to have victory, those that enter into the promised land are those that trust Him and take hold of His Word, that take hold of the divine nature. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter, excuse me, Second Peter chapter 2 says this, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Did you hear that this morning, church? His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. By which we have to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Now listen, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Did you hear that this morning? You know, you can be a partaker of the divine nature. I want you to think about that. Think about Jesus' life, Jesus' power, His ministry. You know, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I send you. Are you partaking of the divine nature this morning? How do we do so? Through His precious promises. 
How do we know God's promises? How do we take hold of them? Through His Word. I want to ask, I, I was thinking the other day, I looked over at my Bible and it was on the counter, and I just was thinking, man, that's my best friend. Like, my Bible is my best friend. And then I started thinking about that. I know that sounds kind of funny and weird. I'm shutting this vent. I'm hot. Amen. I was thinking this morning, my Bible, he's my best friend. I started thinking, you know what? The Bible says that God, he is the word. He is the word. And I thought, there's nothing really funny about that. Can I tell you this this morning, church? Listen to me. God's got a plan for your life. He wants you to partake of the divine nature. He has got more in store for you than sitting on your salvation. There is a promised land to be had here and now. And Jesus Christ paved the way that you can live and walk in victory. His, God, His word has called you more than conquerors. You are more than overcomers in this life. No temptation has overtaken you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are victorious. Friends, we will not take the victory. We'll grasp onto the promises of God if you don't go after Him. God wants you to seek Him. He wants you to desire Him. He is the treasure. He is your reward. Partake of the divine nature. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times here in life, we get so busy. You know, the enemy is so subtle. You know, if the enemy wasn't subtle, we wouldn't believe him. We, we wouldn't fall for his tricks. Am I right? I mean, he, the enemy works on us so subtly in every area of our life. Everywhere that he wants to trip us up. Everywhere that he wants to catch us up. He's so subtle. If he wasn't that subtle, like I said, we wouldn't fall for his tricks. We would see it immediately. I'm telling you, the enemy subtly wants us as the church of the living God those that Jesus Christ has died and paved the way that we live and walk in victory and power and the divine nature. He wants us uh, just to really focus on our own life. You know, can we be honest? That's often what we do. We start focusing on our own life, on our own worries, on our own problems. We start just looking at everything around us. We get our eyes off of things that are above. You know, I was thinking, even this morning, I even said in my prayer, you, there's only so many times that we have to come and do this. I was thinking this week just how short our lives really are. The Bible says our life is, is but a vapor. And I think it's in Isaiah or Revelation, Revelation. He says the former things are forgotten. The former things are forgotten. You know, have you ever, do you ever just sit down? Maybe this is just me, but do you ever just sit down and think about eternity? Think that we're going to be in heaven forever? Some of those in hell forever? Is that how short this life is? And he says the former things are forgotten. Can I tell you this this morning, church? Look unto Jesus. Look unto eternal things. It's coming soon and very soon. And guys, our decisions and our trusting God are partaking of the promised land, are partaking of the divine nature, Guys, what you choose to do, what you choose to do has a direct impact each and every day on eternal things. On eternal things. I can tell you this. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I can tell you this. We're a lot closer today than we were yesterday. He's coming soon and very soon. And it is appointed unto, unto man once to die. Then the judgment. 
I'm telling you, one thing God wants from us, from our hearts, He wants us to call out to Him again. Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33 says this. I love this. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says this. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I love this because this goes a little bit deeper than what you just read. In the Hebrew, the word call means kaurah. Kaurah. In the Hebrew language, the word is kaurah for that word call. I want to tell you what that means. It means to cry out, to shout, to speak out, to proclaim, to call out loudly. Do you understand what that says? Call out loudly to me. Cry out to me. Shout to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Let me ask you this this morning. When's the last time that you really, honestly, with a heart, when's the last time you cried out to God? He says, call unto me. Shout to me. Be loud. Yes, I'm talking about open up your mouth. And i got nothing wrong, with, uh, nothing against silent prayers. But I, can I tell you this every now and again? Get alone with God and call out to Him. Cry out to Him. Shout to Him. The Father wants you to desire Him. He wants you to seek His face. He wants your roots to grow deep to the water. Cry out to God. You know, I've noticed about this is uh, about myself. Uh, I know many of you know that I'm a shouter and I'm loud, but you know, I was thinking about it when I was reading this verse the other day. A lot of times when I just get real with God, you know when you quit playing games and you just decide to get real and go ahead and talk to Him and just say everything? For me personally, those are the times that I really just call out to Him. You know, my daughter... My daughter Hattie, she's starting to, she's being at an age now where she crawls. She's crawling. And when she crawls, she's got her head down. You know, she's got her head down and she's working at it real hard. And I squat down now and she'll be about 10, 10 or 12 feet away. And I squat down and I put my hands out. And she sees that I want her to come. And she crawls and she's got her head down and she stops and just plops and puts her hands straight up. But most of the time she realizes she's still about four feet away. So she sees me and she starts crawling again, starts crawling again, and she stops and pops, puts her hands up, and she's still two feet away. And you know what I do? I just sit there and I wait and I don't move my hands. And she, she finally crawls and gets right underneath where she's supposed to be and puts her hands up, and I grasp onto her. I started thinking, you know, I think sometimes the Father, He wants us just to come a little bit further. You know, listen, there's times where the Father, there's times where He'll come snatch you up. There's times where like Peter started to drown, He'll reach out and grasp onto you. But can I say this? This morning, there's times where the Father just wants you to come a little bit further. He wants you to call unto Him. He wants you to desire Him. Often we think, God, I'm waiting on you for this. I'm waiting on you for that. You know, often, most of the time, He's waiting on us. He says, child, come a little bit further. Keep coming. Keep coming. Some of us this morning need to go a little bit further and just stop and raise your hands to the Father. Can I tell you this morning, He'll meet you where you're at. I believe this this morning. 
I believe there's those in this room this morning who have yet to give their hearts and their lives to Jesus Christ. I believe that there's some in this place this morning, here and now, that need to be saved. That you, you've never been saved before. This was on my heart this week. But you know, all, every single one of us, we all need a father. Did you know that? Shake your head yes. Amen. You need a father. Yeah, I remember for years thinking I didn't need one. Now that I'm older and I've given my life to the Lord, I've started to realize I really wasn't as tough really as I thought I was. And really on the inside on here, I'm not really as strong as I think that I am. You and me, we need a father. I have good news this morning. That, that last song we sang, The Heart of a Father. You know that there's the Father. You need Him. You need the Father in your life. He loves you very much. He loves you. He desires that you come to Him. If you need to be saved this morning, I want to ask you this. If you're not living and walking in victory, if you're struggling with anxiety and you're going through things, I want to say this to you this morning. Come to the Father. You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't wait anymore. Give Him your life. Give it all to Him. You know, I don't know one person that's ever been saved that says, man, I wish I'd have waited just a little bit longer. I remember thinking, I remember always thinking before, man, giving it all to God is such a ball and chain. And I remember the day I got saved, standing up, I still remember that moment for some reason when I stood up. I just remember instantly looking down and just realizing the ball and chain had always been there. And you know what? Can I tell you this? He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never given up on me. As a Christian, I want to live. I want to dwell in the promised land. You know why? More than anything, because the Father's there. And I want to be close to Him. Yesterday, I was reminded, I was sitting there praying in my living room. I was alone. The family had gone to a family birthday party, and I was staying home praying and preparing. And I was sitting there. You ever have one of those times where you're just spending time with God? You know, you know when you just start praying and really you just stop and be quiet and, and His presence just fills that place? Whenever that happens, believe it or not, I'm quiet sometimes, amen? You know, when that place happened, I just sat there, I got real quiet and I got real still and I just started smiling. And that verse instantly came to mind. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. You know, far too often, sometimes we have those experiences that are too far apart. I started realizing, I need the Father. I need Him so much. There's times where, yeah, there's times where He, he wants me to reach out to Him and cry out to Him. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for the times He'll come snatch you up when you need Him? Can I tell you, I don't care how far you are off today. I don't care how close you are. And let me say this. This sermon this morning is for every single person in this place. The Father loves you and He wants you to desire Him. He wants you to be close to Him. Is He your desire? Just stop right now and take a pause. Ask yourself this. Is He your desire? Has He been your, Is He the treasure? Is He the reward? I want to challenge you this week. Take some time to seek the Father. 
and spend time with Him. I was reminded when that happened. You know, often we think, oh, I need this. Oh, I need this prayer time. And we do. I need to get into His Word. Because sometimes God just wants us just to rest and spend time with Him. When's the last time you had that time where you just rested in His presence? As our worship team comes this morning, these altars are open. If God's ministered to you this morning, if God spoke to you, I want to ask you, we'd be willing to come forward this morning and raise your hands to the Father. Sir, ma'am, we'd be willing this morning to come and pray at an old-fashioned altar. I want to ask you this this morning. I believe this. God's put this on my heart. Are you in here and you need to be saved? You need to give Him your life. Do you need to give it all to Him? Have you truly been born again, repented of your sin, turned from your old ways, and given Him your life and your all? I want to challenge you this morning. Give it all to Him. It's not a ball and chain to serve God. He is the Father. Oh, the heart of a Father. Fill this place. There is a heart of a Father. There is a river. Jesus Christ will meet you right where you're at. Lord, we love you. Father, I ask You to move all over this room, God. I ask You to pursue those hearts. Lord, I believe that You've been knocking at the door of hearts all week that are here this very morning. Father, I ask You that You'd continue to knock at those hearts, Lord. I ask You, Lord, that they'd fill Your heart, the heart of a Father. Wrap them up in Your arms, Lord. I know that it was love that lifted me. Pursue those hearts into salvation. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that they would know, Lord, that You'll save them, that today's the day of salvation. Lord, I pray for those that are dwelling halfway between the promised land and the world. I pray that, Lord, this morning some of us would get up and run to Beersheba. That we'd get up and get out of this place, Lord. That we'd seek Your presence. That we'd run into the land, Lord. That we'd call unto You again. That we'd cry out to You again. Lord, we need You. We praise You. Thank You so much.